you touched on the mental aspect in terms of building up to a game and that's something that I would love for us to to touch on for you being an umpire because we always focus on the players but we never talk about the umpires as well but also you were once a trainer in neuroscience applied to sport now what are some of these lessons that you have, are actually implementing on a day-to-day basis and also on the turf as well um, Aaron, that's a that's a good question. I must say it, it was um, I got involved with this program in in 2010 at the World Cup in Rosario in Argentina. Um, we had a company from Argentina working with uh, the group of umpires, and um, me, I'm always I'm a team person. I don't like the I've never done sports psychology or things like that. And I think um, when they started working on us, um, well, with us in terms of uh, relaxation techniques, breathing techniques to lower the brainwave. To get into the zone is what we call it as as athletes as a sports world um and it was pretty much and, and that's also my philosophy in coaching you've got to make people believe what you're experiencing in order to sell it to let them try it um so we did a whole lot of uh, visual training skills um visual reaction time you you actually start seeing what you put in your head is what will happen on the field so in my mind i would think that i saw a foot it's all what i'm thinking and i will blow the whistle will go to a video referral and there was absolutely no food mm-hmm. um so i i actually started um i learned so much about the brain and the role that it plays in especially elite athlete um performance whether you're an official or an athlete what you put in your head is ultimately what comes out um and even on day to day you know if you wake up in the morning you feel you're going to have a bad day uh you know that taxi that cuts in front of you on the highway that will be the person that just sets the tone for you um and then again you know if if i decide to have a good day if that taxi pulls out in front of you you just wave on and and just give them space so and and that is everything that we put in the head um and i think it's that's what's played a major role in in my performances on the field as well um with tokyo my goals were just to go out to have fun to enjoy my last tournament with all of my friends and people that i may or may not see again over the, across the world to just be there as a teammate and i think to be in that relaxed mode um where the pressure was off me in terms of performance and wanting to have a game on the last day i literally just went out and had fun off the field on the field and and it just paid off so yeah the neuroscience is is amazing and it's something that i try and give back to teenagers to young um athletes but with them what i've also seen is they need to learn the specific skills around the sports um you know muscle memory all of those things so the brain not playing that big a difference um and then yeah i mean i've trained uh professional soccer players um lived in miami for about 4 months the, the neuroscience program worked with uh, fort lauderdale soccer club um also worked with some american football players and you see the difference at an elite level um the ones that make it and don't make it is it's all about what happens in the head so you know your mindset and things like that so yeah i'm quite privileged to have had that experience and to apply it to my to the last end of my career oh absolutely beautiful now i'd love to talk about your last tournament and of course that was the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games and that's when you actually brought an end to your career as an international hockey umpire tell us a little bit about that bronze medal match at the Tokyo Olympic Games but also making that final decision to say listen i'm done i'm about to hang up the whistle and move on to other aspects of my life So yeah, uh Aaron, it, it wasn't a it wasn't an easy decision. Um it's been twirling in my head since about 2018 I've been thinking about it. So with hockey our retirement age is 47. 
Um, I'm not there yet, but I think you know I've, I've had a, such a an early start to to an umpiring career, um, turning 42 at the end of this year, and I just thought to myself, I've I've done an Olympic final, I did the Rio final, I've done a World Cup final, um, the 2014 World Cup in in The Hague. So to, to maintain that level, um, you know, and to take away opportunities from young up-and-coming umpires that can serve the game for so much longer, it was all things that I, I've had time to think about. So yeah, my mate, my mind was made up. I only announced it to our umpire managers at the um, when we arrived at the tournament, and I said to them, "This is my, my my aim is to be a good team member. Use me where you want to use me. I've got no expectations for myself, but to just be and have fun." And um, yeah, I think it, it it was all it was it was something that stayed in the front of my head more often than not um, throughout the tournament. And um, yeah, it managed to pay off. And yeah, um, I'm happy to serve the game going forward. Um, looking at umpire management, I'm not a big admin person, um, believe it or not. But I'll have to think about it and start getting my ducks in a row. And then refer, going to the to the bronze medal game, I was I was blown away that I'd actually gotten a game on the last day, especially with the caliber of umpires that we had there, the level that they produced um, in their officiating in the games. And um, what was really special was that the it was two days before um, the Indian sports delegation came out um, and spoke to both Indian uh, Indian men and women's teams who had both been playing well playing for uh, medal uh, matches on the last day. The men obviously winning the the bronze medal um, the day before the women, and um, they were told that if they they win a medal, that they would go home and they uh, them and their families would be looked after for the rest of their lives. And to me, it was such a, an amazing story. And uh, Rani, the Indian captain, um, she had actually posted a, a, a thing on on Facebook about her childhood, her career. Um, how it was, it's not within their culture for women in sport to be active um, or to participate in sports. Um, how she had to fill up her 500 ml of milk that she had to take with, um, you know, to, to every practice that she only had, they could only afford 200 milliliters of, of milk. She filled it with water to take to practice. Um, she had a broken stick, that's how she started. And just where she is today and how she promised her family if they support her that she would be able to look after them one day. And I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this now. And you know, it's it's, it's a, the game is about so much more than just about us. And it's these things that I think has have motivated me to to just be involved in the sport. And you know, there's a bigger picture to just these accolades that we have and these things that we celebrate. Um, you know, in our own performances. So yeah, um, and I think daily till till today since that bronze medal game, I think I've had. I don't know, thousands of Facebook friends invites uh, from people all over India because the whole of India was watching and watching their women perform. Unfortunately, they didn't get the bronze medal game, but when they got back, they were all rewarded with, uh, they, they got they got uh, financial rewards, they got um, either got property, they got their little scooters as gifts. Um, and it's heartwarming to see, um, and I wish that we could, as our country, you know, in South Africa, that we can pull together and just, you know, inspire and motivate. You know, there's so many people that are living the same lifestyle, um, you know, poverty, things like that. And through sport, we can achieve so many things. So, yeah, it was, I think that was just, I couldn't have asked for a better place and a better game to have ended off my career with.
Oh, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Yo, you're giving me goosebumps. I want to cry. <laughs> wow, that's such a beautiful story. Now, I would love to talk about what you're currently doing. You are currently the head of sport at Brescia House School. What are you learning from this position? And also, what do you absolutely love about working with young people and being involved in sport? Erin, um, I've, I've been involved in the school environment um, on and off between schools, uh, you know, for the last, I've had about 15 years in total experience working with, with young athletes. I also, uh, and with uh, obviously learners at different schools, um, I, run, I also run my own hockey academy in Pretoria, which operates every Saturday, where I work with kids um, from the age of three to about 15 or 16. Um, and I think when I started at Brescia House, I, I've only been here since February this year. Um, I remember coming in for the interview. It's an all-girls school, which I've never been to. It's a Catholic school. I'm Christian. So, but from the first day that I've arrived at the school, it was just there's such a warm feeling. There's a, it's, a, there, it's a family that you join into. Um, they've been so open to receive me and my dark sense of humor that I have more often than not. Um, and just to see that there are schools that still are traditional, we have certain cultures at the school um, and how the learners have been inspired, um, you know, through through my career, they, 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 they see interest, I inspire them and, and it's not just for hockey, it's just the holistic development of the learner, the importance of, you know, being physically active um, because that's what we all do. I think anyone with, that finishes school, you know, if we look at our parents, they all go for walks in the afternoons or you join a running club or something like that and we all do it either to lose weight or to just clear your head from a day's work or whatever else. And that's what I try and teach these learners from a young age group is you don't always have to become the best or the next, you know, international performer. It is, there's a lot of self, self gain that you get from it as well. And if I have to assess myself, if I go two days without training, um, you know, my personality goes for a ball of nonsense and I become a bit edgy in my reactions to, to how people speak sometimes. So, and that's just, that's how I would like to motivate uh, any young people that I work with. You know, it, it doesn't matter what sport you choose, whether you choose to become a coach, an umpire, or if you just choose to, to go to the gym, there are other benefits, you know, that, that in the long run, it's, it's for life. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite privileged to be part of the school and um, they've just been so supportive and so welcoming. And, um, you know, if, if it is something that the kids see on TV, our, our ground staff, our support staff have been amazing. Um, and they they look up at you in a different way, but it's also important for me to not take that to the next level. There's a fine line between becoming arrogant and actually using the exposure that I've received to make a difference. And I think um, arrogance is the last thing that I want to be. I want to be me and true to who I am. Um, and hopefully that is the message that I get across to everyone is, you know, you've got to be humble in, in your achievements and remember the people that have helped you along the way. Because one day you'll be in the seat that I'm in, in today where I'm, I'm retired and I'm just me again. So I need to be happy with who I am. Oh, absolutely beautiful. You're locked onto the Sport MVT Insider, a podcast for unrelenting coverage of women in sport. I absolutely love diving deeper into the journeys of our athletes, coaches and administrators to get to know them a little bit better than we do. Coming up this Wednesday is an interesting round of quick fire questions, a great opportunity for some good laughs and some great banter. Keep it locked onto Sport MVT where we celebrate our women in sport.